Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like, surely this film should have been called Five Men and Their Donkeys. <laughs> I'm your host, Liam, and sitting opposite me through the powers of Tinternet is Tobias. Hello, how are you? you I'm better after the maybe, what, four or five times we just tried to film this introduction. It's, it's been going well. We started at half eight, it's now nine, and we just started. <laughs> yeah, smooth. Yeah, yeah. We are professionals. <laughs> Ooh, that's something we sometimes claim. We, we claim, but we aren't getting paid for it, so we're not professionals. That's literally what you need to get to that's be a professional. True. That's true. Oh, how dare. But we do, oh, it for, films. do it for the love, don't we? We do it for for, for love. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I don't know where to go with that. No. <laughs> All right. Shall I read out the synopsis of the film that we watched this week? Yes. Yes, because we've got to talk about it, so you might as well let people know what it is. So, this fortnight, we watched Triple Frontier. Loyalties are tested when five former Special Forces operatives reunite to steal a drug lord's fortune, unleashing a chain of unintended consequences. There we go. Yeah. We watched it, didn't we? We did indeed. You know what? Spoiler alert, I'd already seen it. Gotcha. I had already said, I kept thinking, I know this, I know this, uh, and the first scene I went, I, that's why I know it, I've seen it, I've seen it. So this one should have been on the side list for me. It should have been, but I thought, you know what, we've already announced it, Yeah. and actually I can't remember most of it, just some essential plot points. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if that bodes well for it at all. <laughs> no, actually, it's going to go against it, because I didn't remember that much of it. And yeah. I have already seen it. So that has to be a little bit of a black mark to it. But on the other side of the fence, Ooh, I enjoyed it a lot more than the basketball film. Oh, because this had what it claimed to have in it. That is true. You know, there, 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 were there was a drug lord and it's got five like special agent. Not special agent. That's not correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I can't I've literally just read out what, it, what they're called. Former special, that's what I was, special forces <laughs> operative. But for me, that's a special agent. That's, that's all that means. Uh, yeah. Five actors. Yeah. It's a good cast. I knew four okay. of them. I knew four of them. So you've got Ben Affleck, uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, Charlie Hunnam, uh, Pedro Pascal, and Garrett Hedlund. Yeah. He's the one I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of the noob for me. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess, Liam, what did you think? I actually really liked it. Yeah, I did. I really did enjoy it because I knew obviously I knew nothing beyond the synopsis of it, and I knew that it had a good cast. Like I, was, I knew Charlie Hunnam from um, Sons of Anarchy, and obviously Affleck from everything. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I can't recall anything from the top of my head that I kn- I know Pedro Pascal from, but I know Pedro Pascal. You know him? He's the Mandalorian. Is he? Yes, and he's oh, in Game of Thrones. Of course he is. That's how I know Pedro Pascal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, saying he's a Mandalorian, I feel like that's... When when the Mandalorian <laughs> takes his helmet off, it's Pedro Pascal. <laughs> and for those four minutes, he saw him in all his bloated, almost dead glory. And he was given quite a big headache from the mountain in Game of Thrones. Yeah, it didn't go well, did he? No. I, keep, I forgot it was him. forgot that was yeah. him. Completely. Ended with a bit yeah. of a migraine. I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They say if you put pressure on your temples, it relieves the migraine. I feel yeah. like that did, did the opposite. Took it a bit too far, I feel. That's, that's <laughs> what the mountain's really trying to do. Literally, the word overkill came into the. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I did really enjoy the film, actually. I, I knew nothing about it going in except for its big cast, and it, it is a big cast. Oh, as in. Name wise. Yeah. yeah it's like actually not a big cast in number. It's quite. Like, uh, yeah. It, it, you know, it's um, quite focused. It is about those five, and yes, you've got other characters in there, but it, it's about but the it main. Very much focusing on those those five. I mean, yeah. I knew that it was focusing around this kind of like heist on this drug drug lord, and then when they were doing the heist, and I looked at the t- the running time, and I was like, I've got over an hour left of this. Yeah, How, how's that going to happen? And actually, I'm I really enjoyed every moment of this film, pretty much. Okay. It didn't. It didn't. I thought they were doing the heist, and then there was like over an hour left. I thought, oh no, is this going to drag now? And it really didn't. I actually, I kind of got into no, their characters because 
once they've left the uh, what would you call it the drug lord's the drug lord's house basically yeah um which also i mean plot wise having your house the walls full of money that's quite that's cool yeah it is cool it's one of those things that i i think i've heard i've seen somewhere else as well because when they revealed it i was like oh that sounds familiar but it is pretty cool the whole thing of his his house is the is the safe oh yeah his house is the safe that was cool basically we should probably talk a little bit about the plot itself yeah. Uh, not not the whole podcast like we've done in the past. <laughs> uh, basically, Oscar Isaac's character, who is Pope. Yeah. Uh, he. Yeah, they, they all go by their cool signs, don't they? Except for Garrett Hedlund. I Doesn't don't know have... what his is. No. I, I, just... think that, I, I think that's because he didn't serve with them initially. No. But he's an ultimate fighter, so. Uh... Well, he in naturally because they didn't yeah, so why not? In fact, if anything, he's probably the more gung ho. He's kind of like, rah, about them. Uh, but no, right, so a Pope is, he wants to basically kill this drug lord. Yeah. Um, and he entices the other four in with the fact that there's going to be like 75 million in it. Yeah. And that would be enticing. They're all special, well, they're all ma- mostly special forces. Uh, ben Affleck's character, uh, he's he's retired. He's now like a state agent. Uh, yeah. And I will he, say... He, Watching Ben Affleck trying to sell an apartment is uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but that's the idea. That's not what yeah. he, he should be doing with his time. Uh, and his family, his family, but his daughter wants him to basically go back to the forces. Just, you, you're not, you're not my father, basically. Well, that's it's what they say. Like, they say you're, they, you're not a lot, you of, a lot of men come back missing, really, don't yeah. they? I mean, it will be, I mean, it should be said that the... I'm not sure about Gary Hedlund's character, but they don't necessarily really want to do this mission for Pope. No. But Pope does sweet talk them all in. They're all like, it's very much that brotherhood. We serve together. Come on, you yeah. can do this. You know, and once you're done, you're done. You're going to have all this money. This sorts your life out. I mean, they say very early on, Ben Affleck's character, who's Redfly, he's been shot five times for his country. You know? Yeah. And now he's, I'm not sure if he's in debt, but he's not doing that well. And they're like, why? Why are you struggling when you got shot five times for your country? <laughs> why is the country not looking after you? And that's one of Pope's sort of graces and kind of uses the friendship. And, you know, this will solve your problem. But yeah. by the way, it's completely illegal. We're not doing this with the flag here. We're, we're doing this they're for ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because they'd all kind of they'd all gotten out for their own reasons and moved on and were basically dealing with life afterwards, weren't they? Yeah. Um, like you kind of you're introduced to Charlie Hunnam's character, who is known as Ironhead. Yeah. Um, and he's no, do given, they he, actually call him that at any point in the film? Once, literally, um, midway through the heist. Because Pope gets called Pope all the time, and yeah, we hear Red Fly quite a lot. But the others, I mean, they call, like, Pedro Pascal's character is called Catfish, but he, they only ever call him Fish. Yeah, and it's generally only when he's flying the helicopter and he's they're not happy with it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Fish, what are you doing? But, um, no, they, they call they call Charlie Hunnam by his um, call sign generally once midway through the heist when they're, they're about to leave. But um, Pope is one that's constantly by the by the name. But you're introduced to to um, Ironhead because he's giving a speech to a load of basically cadets, really, as they're about to embark on their full career. And he's saying, "Look, this isn't all glitters and golds. So, yeah, you'll get you'll, you you could get renowned for it, but also you could one day find yourself in the middle of a supermarket about to kill someone because they wouldn't move out your way." You know, yeah, which is basically what happened to him. Yeah, it? yeah, that's exactly what happened to him. And it, it, he, he's, he's just trying he's, to say it's not all glory. No, there's there's side effects. You you suffer. Uh, you don't necessarily get the respect for having done what you've done. Yeah. I mean, a, uh, a key point is actually one of the, the selling points that Pope says to them all when he's trying to get them to actually do the job is for how many years did we do this for no thanks? How many times did we transport millions from one place to another to save someone else and not take a penny? Yeah. And and he's like, this is our chance to 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 live. And pay yeah. off our family. Like Affleck's character, he's got the daughters who he's trying to pay. He can barely afford a new a new truck, and he pay them yeah. through college. And this will set them all up. But it's one big job. 
I will say, uh, quite early on, as it's establishing your characters, um, it gives you quite uh, a poignant moment very early on with Affleck's character when um, he's dropping his door off at school. Because uh, he's really struggling. He's, he's left the forces and he's now this estate agent and it's not what he's cut out for. And it's also not where his her mind or heart is. No. So even though he's back with his family, as he's dropping off his daughter, as she's walking towards like school gates and all that, he's like, he calls out, uh, I love you. She turns, smiles, but just says, I miss you. Yeah. And it cuts him. I mean, really mm. kind well, he of... He just sits you know, there for a couple of minutes sitting in the car. Won't yeah, before, before he drives off. And it's just like, because that, well, he didn't get a lot, he realises what the issue is. And he's already yeah. had this offer from uh, Pope by this point. So, yeah. Um, I have to say, I didn't make a note of who, because this all seems to come about from a woman, a girl. Right. Um, the character's name is Yovana, and the actress's name is Adria Aronova. Arona, A-R-J-O-N-A. Aronia? Arona? I don't know. As I said, I didn't make a note on that one. Um, uh, and she's not in it a lot. No, she, she's, she's a key point. She is kind of a kickstart. She she is Pope's contact on an, a mission. We see him at the very beginning where he's chasing down this drug lord. Yeah, and she's kind of the contact, and her brothers, I believe, got mixed up in it all. And he says, "I will get you and him out of the country if you get me what I need." Yeah. And they basically do. It should be noted though that the others do kind of joke about the fact that Pope does seem to do these things for women that he fancies. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not wrong in it, because there's clearly feelings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's something there, isn't there? Yeah. But so basically, you've got your dangerous mission. Uh, technically, right. Ben Affleck's character, Red Flight, only goes along basically to suss it out. He goes for the Reiki, doesn't he? Just kind of the, 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 to scope it out, make the plan. Because th- the point is, Pope lies to them all initially he says that he gets them all there under the guise that we're basically just planning this heist for their government and then they're like they find out very quickly that actually no it's it's for him and for them you know yeah. uh but once they've kind of done their little stakeout or worked it out they will i, I do actually quite like the scene because they've all done their their staking and they're kind of at this point they don't need to go through anything they don't need to do it and, he, and Oscar Isaac, basically, Pope, kind of goes, you know, you can walk away right now. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're in the, like this this truck. Uh, and he kind of look, looks at uh, Redfly and is like, well, how would you do it? How would you do it? And it's almost like the moment Redfly starts, he immediately has a plan. He yeah. knows how they're going to do it. And as he's saying it, they all know. They're all in. They're going well, to it, do it. it the, the key <laughs> thing is they're sitting in that van and they say to him, how would we do it? And he goes, I haven't thought of that. And they go, yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. And he instantly goes, here's the plan. Yeah. Here's my because detailed plan. <laughs> Even though it's Pope and it's his his idea to do it all, Ben Affleck's red fly is the man in charge. He's clearly their, their, their superior. And I guess that's why Pope needs him. Yeah. He needs, he's well, the man with the plan. Is, Ironhead said, I will only do it if red fly does it. Yeah. So you, you, they've got their hierarchy and their respect. And you can tell throughout the whole film that they have got that camaraderie between them. Yes, yeah. From start uh, to finish, there is that proof there the whole time. There's a very nice uh, moment. Oh, obviously, after they've done the... It's kind of missing a, a plot point here. But they're all around the fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's actually just a nice camaraderie. Actually, it's one of the few points after the main incident halfway through well actually they all laugh they all actually have a bit of it's all been very it's all been very serious heads have got to be kept in the game no mistakes can be made and this is the first time they've they've let their guard down a little bit yes because when they're at the the drug baron's house and they found that the money is inside the house and it's actually sort of it's Ben Affleck's Red Fly, who kind of, as a character, has the most to lose. Yeah. Is the one who actually mucks it up for everyone by deciding. He pushes them to get more. Yes, because they're meant to leave us. Well, they're meant to take what they can and go. And they, they have had, to be I gone. believe they had a 14-minute window to get yeah. in and get out, wasn't it? But realising that all the walls have money. Basically, Red oh, Fly, 
just gets greedy. And he was like, no, we're taking it all. And it's just like... Which I can understand. I can get that will. Like, we've come all this way. We need to make it worth our while. Yeah. Uh, but it then, it has that knock-on effect. Uh, Charlie Hunnam's Iron Head gets shot. Not yeah. fatally. And not that, fatally. Is the, that is the time that they call him Iron Head. Right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, which, obviously, it's Garrett Hedlund's... What is his character's name? Benny. Benny. Um, you know, they're brothers. I mean, they're, they're brothers. Uh, so he sees his brother get shot. And it, it is fine. But obviously, they've now got one of their five members shot. Yeah. The The people are back. And they, they've taken too much money. They've sure. got to get away with it all. <laughs> the key point is, they filled a van up and the van is beyond full. Yes. Um, one and... thing I did like about this film, and this actually this part of the film proves it, perfectly is once the um inhabitants of the house return because the whole point is they've gone to a church service that's why they're not all going to be there yeah because it's planned so that actually it's just the drug lord who's going to be there really and a minimum amount of support so it's just him who was meant to get killed but yes and that is, is something they... actually yeah. pope really he wants to kill that drug lord yeah in fact he wants that more than the money i think so yeah but that's yeah. part of, that's part of the safety he's promised to the girl and her brother as well yes but the point is because they take longer than they should have they come back from the church service. And if this was any normal action film, it would have been the biggest gunfight you've ever seen. It yeah. would have been fans pulling up to the house and then shooting out the window. But no, because this was trying to be as real as it could, yeah. they even said, oh, we don't want any mess. We don't want this to be sloppy. So call out your kills. And as they go through, and it's like one guard will walk in and they'll very swiftly, simple shot, and then they'll go, that's one down. And then they, they sweep the house and it's very cleanly done. And I thought, actually, that shows you that they're not just gung-hoing it. No, no. I, I I did like, and they did try and keep it as real as they could. But the point is, they're they're meant to be the best. They're trained. I mean, the, the, yeah. I mean, these aren't just they're not ju- they're people, not your standard you know. level of army. They're not just any old cadet. They are meant to be the best of their field. Yeah, they are who you'd want in your well, team. Special forces, aren't they? That's... Yeah, uh, but Red Fly does get greedy. Yeah, and they all follow his rule because he is their boss. Um, yeah, uh, in this mission, uh, but it does from that point set them all on the back foot, and they basically stay on the back foot for the rest of the film. Yeah, the problem is when you're the when you're the the one in charge and you're the first person to break the rules. Yeah, everyone will instantly they won't even if they won't keep saying it, it won't be forgotten. No, and it is something that does keep coming up. Yeah, uh, and obviously there's going to be tension. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean. Eventually, they need to dump the vans, and they need to get off. The, well, the, they need to go away from the country. They need to leave the country. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that way is going to be through a helicopter. Yeah, a big, big, a very big helicopter because it's got to carry a lot of money, and they've still got too much money for yeah. the helicopter. But that's the key. The point is, they had the plan perfectly mapped. They knew how they were going to hit the building, and they had an escape plan worked out. But they weren't planning on how much money. They thought there was going to be 75 mil, but they basically left with 200 mil. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's too heavy for the helicopter. Yeah. Which I will say, because we're already kind of basically getting there, the helicopter crashes, basically. Yeah, it doesn't do well, does it? It doesn't. Very good, though. All the helicopter stuff, especially the crash, with, like, one of them, the uh, the brother, hanging out of it as it's going yeah, down, no was all... Very scary. It was actually done in such. There a... was actually only one moment of the helicopter crash where I, I kind of had to kind of put realism aside because once it was down, because obviously he, he kind of when it was close enough, he dropped and let himself land, didn't he, on yes. him himself? Yeah. And there was a moment where he ran towards the crash as it was turning, and it was almost like he kind of ducked out of the way of the propeller. It was just a little bit too. Nor I, I think with his training, he would have been told to let it crash, let it stop moving first. Yeah. There was that I thing get the, the worry. When I was, I was like, "You wouldn't run towards it; it's no. still moving." And the fact yes, that I, it, wasn't, it wasn't crashing like in one direction; it was turning. That was what made it so good, though. It yeah. was continually spinning and moving, and you're like, "How could you predict what was going to happen?" So, therefore, once you've dropped from that helicopter and you're watching it, yes, your friends and your family is in it. You've just got to watch it, surely. <laughs> that the logic is step back and you let it stop moving. Yeah, because there's nothing to get, stop it coming back at you. No, and it kind of did because he did barely yes. use the propeller. And I suppose from his point of view, because it was already smoking before it hit the ground, his mind is once it hits the ground, it could just go bang. 
Yeah, but so what's he going to do? Honestly, Sorry about with he, it by the looks of it. <laughs> yeah, but what's the point? <laughs> that um, I agree with you. That's kind of yeah. But I, I was like, it wasn't unrealistic enough that I went, oh, that's silly. It was just something I, I went, I went, oh, that was a bad decision. <laughs> I think it was more style over substance. So that yeah. was kind of uh, right. You had to everything they've done up to that point is very realistic. Even right, red fly getting greedy. I'm sure that happens. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Someone's always going to bodge up the flank. You have the full wall pulled open. And basically, if you're listening to this, look at whatever room you're in. Look at the biggest wall and imagine the entire thing is lined with massive wads of money. Because that's yeah. what every wall in that house looked like. That's what they said. They were they went in looking for a safe and then they realised the whole house was a safe. The thing that made me laugh is the whole house was a safe, but the dude also had a safe. <laughs> he was hiding <laughs> yeah, well, it in a safe. <laughs> you've, you've got to fool it, you know, because people would be looking for a safe. So therefore, you've got to have a safe. <laughs> that I actually did like about the heist, I know we're jumping back, was the fact that they got there, even once they found the money in the walls, they were like, he doesn't leave, he has to be here, where is he? And they searched the whole house. And I was looking around going, where is he? Oh, I was trying to figure out that twist. I actually didn't, I wasn't trying to figure that out. Because when they found the money, I kind of personally forgot about the guy. Because <laughs> that was, I was like, the money was oh, yeah. more interesting. And the, the, the key point is the math. The massive turning point for this entire film is the fact they take too much money. Yes, uh, that, because if they didn't, the helicopter wouldn't crash. Yeah. Now I was all five of them survived the crash. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, Charlie Hunnam has been shot at this point anyway. Yeah, but they make a very, very clear thing of when he gets shot of saying, "Has it gone through?" So that anyone who knows anything about guns or shots can't go, well, if it hasn't gone through, he's just going yes. to die. He is all right. They know he's going to be all right. And they shut yeah. out very quickly. Now, the problem about where they crash yeah. is it's in the middle of a cocaine field. <laughs> yeah. So it's like this big old village, isn't it? And they're, they're growing cocaine. So because of that, they assume it's going to be guarded. Yeah. And obviously, this giant net full of millions of dollars just lands in the middle of this cocaine field. So what do the locals do? Want it. They own course, it. But why would This is our land. It. It's now ours. And, you know, the, the, I've looked at a couple of reviews of the film since since watching it, and actually this is one of the bits that a lot of the reviews had issue with. Right. It was actually the fact that they believe that the locals and the, the, the five guys both didn't react very realistically to it is because, obviously, I made the joke at the beginning of the film that, of the film, the beginning of the podcast, that it should be called Five Guys and Their, their Donkeys. Yeah. This is kind of where the donkeys come into it because obviously there are donkeys in this this farm land and they basically take them. Well, they buy them. They buy um, them. They do. They because they have a lot of money. Yeah, but they, they give the farmers the money for the donkey. But the, yeah. the key point is, they, the, the locals do start taking the money, and they, there's a bit of a there's there's a standoff, and it goes yes. badly. It goes badly because Ben Affleck kills one. Yeah, so, and once of... he shoots one, they all start yeah. kind of. Um, and but the point is, he pays off one. he pays off his debt to the chief. Of yeah. the of the the town, and they go on the way with uh, with five donkeys, all stacked with bags of money. The main um, negative I've heard, I've I've read, and didn't really think about it at the time, is that the amount of bags on the back of the donkeys was nowhere near the amount of bags that they actually had, so they would have had to leave bags behind. Um, and, I didn't really thought about it. Yeah, I hadn't, yeah. but thinking back, it's true. There was so many bags that they wouldn't have had enough to have five donkeys, and the key fact is they'd have easily left lots and lots of millions back so paying off the chief wouldn't have meant anything yeah maybe that's yeah mind you they're yeah i'm not gonna argue it yeah but um now spoiler alert yeah one of the donkeys doesn't make it i know and what an emotional point that is (laughs) how did how did you how did you get on with that because you're not a fan of animal deaths and stuff no and it's the second time and once i realized what the film was i remembered that point <laughs> oh no yes because i knew that was coming I, I will say having not seen the film the moment they were on a thin path i knew it was going to happen although i will i will say i remember the donkey i didn't remember the helicopter crash and <laughs> for me i couldn't work out when the donkey came into it <laughs> but as soon as they had donkeys i went oh no, <laughs> oh, no. and actually this leads on to one of the bloopers uh, not bloopers one of the errors of the film yeah um Obviously, they walk along that long pathway, and the, a little bit of an argument breaks out between the, the guys because they've been travelling for a while now. And yeah. the path goes away, and one of the donkeys falls to its death, and a load of the money just goes. Now, about fifteen minutes later into the film, they decide to ditch the donkeys to climb up a flat, a flat wall, yeah. 
they let five donkeys run away. Oh. Yeah. It's just one of those things, they've obviously filmed it in a different order and not look back. Yeah, they let five donkeys go, but they should only have four donkeys by this point because one of them fell to its death. Uh, <laughs> it's just one of those know. It's just one of those little things because it's just a thing where he, you don't, it's not close to the donkeys, they just run off in a group, but there's there's five. Uh, oh, well. But no, well, it, mate, it survived yeah. then. It's fine. It came back. It's like, <laughs> it, sorry, guys. But obviously, we don't want to hang, hang around the plot too much because we can't, you know. Yeah. But I suppose are we getting to that key point where we can say the big spoiler, really? Yeah, go. Yeah, you want, you want to give it? Yeah, basically, obviously, they had the tussle at the village where they ended up killing a load of people, and they think they're in the safe. And you mentioned earlier actually that they had a fire. They had made a point of not lighting a fire because it would give away their position. But they are so cold; they're basically climbing over the Andes, so they don't want to freeze. And they do light a fire, and you don't think anything of it at the time, because it's a nice, fun moment. And then the next day, they start getting shot at. Yeah. Which ultimately leads to Ben Affleck's character getting shot bluntly in the head. Yes. Now, and I will very say... well done. It was the fact that I did not expect it at all. No. As well, I, as soon as the guy comes over the ridge, you're like, oh. uh-oh, how do you get out of this? How do you get out of this? You don't. Okay, you're dead. <laughs> and, it's, and it's so bluntly. and there was that there is that moment of because you go okay how are you gonna get out of this because he'll get out of this how, how and then as soon as you clock who the person on the rock is it's the son of one of the people he killed yes uh, who by the way i don't know the actor's name but he's in walking dead he plays marco in walking dead oh okay okay cool. yeah uh so i recognized him yeah. and they do actually say once, once uh red fly is dead pope works out that actually it wasn't the fire that gave it away that kid's been tracking him the whole yeah, way. Very yeah. quickly. And at, from that point on, the money becomes the second priority. Because yes. they do the very real thing, which anyone who's been in any form of armed forces will tell you, is that you always bring the body home. Yeah. So they, they, they wrap the body. And yes, they still try and bring the money along. They, 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 they do like chains of throwing the bags one by one down the hill, dragging it along. But the getting Redfly's body back to his family is kind of their number one priority. Well, they find somewhere to drop the money. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing. is that they, they try and transport both, don't they? Yeah. For a while. Then when they get within reach of their end destination, which is basically the sea, so they can take a boat, yeah. they realise that actually there's a lot of people looking for them down there. They can't, oh, they can't take the time to get the money through. The guy with the boat, has. They, they are, they're five days late. <laughs> because yeah. it should have been a helicopter ride, and they've actually been travelling on foot. <laughs> Yeah, through the jungles. Yeah, basically, it's been like a little Lord of the Rings without a yeah, ring. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But um, they realise they they they're not going to be able to take their time to get the money from where they currently are to the boat because there's lots of people looking for them. So they decide to basically fill up spaces on them with money and carry the body back. And they do the thing where they they each carry a bit of the body. So it's four people, one hand each. And my thought was, you have a spare hand, you could carry the rucksack each, but because they don't. With their left, wet, like if they're standing to on the left, fair, hand, you know, I'm just thinking you could have tried no. to carry at least one bag between the two of you. Yeah, but they probably need one hand free for guns and stuff. Cause... I did think that, but I'm thinking that's they a lot of people who want to kill them. Essentially, at this true. point, everyone's an enemy. But that is true. Um, <laughs> and then actually, that part of the film was the closest it got to a stereotypical action film, really. When yeah. they they find a van, uh, a truck, they get in it, and then there's a little bit of a chase. A couple of vans get tipped, and but by oh, this point, over, yeah. Pope yeah. is he's he's on the note of I don't want to be killing people now. No one else needs to die. But because they're it being should chased, have only been one. It yeah, should have just been one. And by this point, they're all being chased by lots of vans, and they're all saying, "Kill them! You've got to shoot the drivers." And he's like, "No, I won't. I won't." But um, to move away from the plot a bit, I mean, I I really did enjoy the film. It did, cinematic-wise, it was, it wasn't a pretty film, because it was trying to be real and gritty. There was no, like, brightly coloured... It's hard to say, right, because obviously we look at direction. The director was J.C. Chandler? Chandler, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I can't comment that much on it, because apart from... Okay, there's the helicopter crash, and we do see a donkey fall down... A cliff and the money go poof. Yeah, yeah. Poof. So there's some memorable moments 
Although one of those moments I hadn't remembered. <laughs> so I don't know. But is that a bad thing? I don't know. You're... I mean, I su- direction was, I suppose a lot of the direction was, was actually the action-y bits. Yeah. Yeah. Which Which I suppose. Oh, yeah. Nothing bad about them. Like, as I said, the whole, the fact that they took, they went very tactical about it all. I, I really liked it. It made it feel more real and not just, let's just shoot our way through, which is what a lot of films do now. Yeah. But no, I I like that. And when I say it's not a pretty film, that's not to say it's not a visually impressive film. Because, like, there's a scene where they're sitting overnight in the rainforest. This is before the donkey falls. Yeah. And it's raining and they're camping out for the night. And the, the, Ben Affleck says they've got a cold camp. And they're having a conversation. But the rain is, is hammering down on them. And I thought that's quite an, an, a clever scene. It just yeah. visually, because they're kind of in the alcoves of the trees. So it is a visually impressive film. I would say also, because what a lot of films do make a mistake of in my book, is that in a nighttime scene, you can't see anything. But yeah. actually, everything was visible. You could always see what was going on. Yeah, there was no Game of Thrones problems where it was too dark. dark, Whether it was a dark scene, it was light enough to see. If it was an action scene, you could follow it. Yeah, it wasn't too much happening. I'd say it probably is good direction in that. And whilst there isn't anything that's going to make you go, absolutely wow. Yeah. I don't think it needs it. No, No. that's the thing. The thing I liked about it was that it didn't feel too unreal. It's not trying to be a blockbuster. No, it was, it, no. you know, no, not at all. But do you know what? It's been in production for long enough that it should have been as good as it was. Yeah? Because I yeah. don't know it. Basically, I, I looked up some of this, and actually, you think the cast is big now. They started working on it in 2010. Right. It was first pitched in 2010, yeah. And the initial two people who were lined up to be in the film was mm-hmm. Johnny Depp and Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was cast. As Pope or Redfly? I d- no names at this point were being thrown around. I reckon Redfly. No, now, I reckon Redfly. They were, they, were dis- they were discussed. Hanks was outright cast. They right, had a different yeah. director back then. She left the project. And then the... Who was she? I actually I didn't know her name down. Okay. I didn't. And I actually thought to myself, I should probably know her name down, but I didn't. But she, she left and the current guy came in. And they, they were still looking at Depp and Hanks. Mm-hmm. Will Smith was also in the conversations to be in it as well but he had to drop out because one of his other films the the, the collision just didn't work couldn't do it so that's 2010 then nothing really happened there was just kind of discussions between those lot then if you jump to january 2017 and it was basically depp and hanks dropped out they couldn't do it It, too much time had been put on it tom hardy and channing tatum were were in discussions to play the main lead the main leads that's funny because I get sometimes confused between Charlie Hunnam and Channing Tatum. So. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. They were they were being discussed to be in Leeds. That was in January. In February 2017, I'm going to get his name wrong, but you'll know him. Um, Maharashala Ali, or whatever his name is. He is now Blade. Yeah. He's now Blade, yeah. And Adria Arjuna, the girl from the film in it now, oh. they were brought on board to be in it. Yeah. Okay. Then in April, one month before it was due to start filming... Paramount dropped the film. Really? They said, yeah. They, they, there's no reason given. I have looked. It, it, they dropped the film completely. And then a month later, Netflix bought the rights to it and carried on production. Um, but now they were talking to the Affleck brothers, Ben Both and Casey, to okay. play the, the two leads, Pope and um, Red, Red Fly. Fly. Now, then, <laughs> there's quite a lot here, but it's in quite, it is generally quite interesting. In May... I say Netflix picked it up and they were talking to the Affleck brothers. In July, both the Affleck brothers dropped out for personal reasons. Yeah, they've both been yeah. through it, haven't they, a little but, bit, yeah. At which point, they start talking to Mark Wahlberg to step oh, into right. Affleck, Ben Affleck's main role. Okay. Yeah, at which point, he agrees to it. Hunnam, Pascal, and basically all the other males, except for Affleck, come on board. Nothing else happened. Production halts in July. Then, in March of 2018, they pick up production again, Wahlberg quits, Affleck returns, and then, then it carries on forward as it is. That's crazy. That's I know. a crazy and production. To, to make it even crazier, I cannot find where this happened, but other people who were also in discussion to be in this film were DiCaprio and Denzel Washington. The of amount course. of names who have genuinely yes. been in talks with this film is absolutely crazy. I mean, I loved the film. I really enjoyed it. But reading about 
the journey of who could have been in it, what happened to it, was almost as exciting as the film. I wish I'd looked it up, to be honest, yeah. 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 Um, but so many people had just potentially been in it and then weren't in it. Yeah. And I have nothing else on that point, but I just thought, I mean, because the end cast is an impressive line of names anyway. Yes. So I to have add noticed. Any, I mean, to add, it would have been interesting to see, actually, if Tom Hanks had stuck around, how that would have swung it, because it would have been he a very different have, style of character. He would have had to have been Red Fly. Yeah, he would have been be. the boss, yeah. and he would have died. <laughs> and then I imagine, I imagine at that point, it would have, Depp would have been Pope then, surely. I would imagine so. And yeah. also, by the way, initially it was working under the title of Sleeping Dogs. I think I've heard that title. Completely different film title. I, re- like, I reckon I'd heard about it. It was before. only once Netflix brought it out that they took it back to its original project title of um, Triple Frontier. But I actually reckon. I think Sleeping Dogs would have been a better title. No, I agree. Triple, Triple Frontier is quite forgettable, actually. Yeah. I've looked. I've looked up that as well. <laughs> Triple Frontier is basically they're calling it Triple Frontier because the, the the place that the film is set is between the borders of Brazil, Peru, and Colombia, which they believe is called the Triple Frontier. They've actually got it geographically wrong. Right. The Triple Frontier is actually the borders between Paraguay, Argentina, and Brazil. Where they are is actually known as the Three Frontiers. Ah, uh, but that's not a very good title. No, so they've gone for the triple frontier, and they've just kind of allowed that to drop a little bit. But I they actually agree with you. Sleeping I think dogs. Sleeping Dogs is a good. Do you know why they might not have done it? Oh. I don't know. There was a quite a popular PlayStation series of games called Sleeping Dogs, and oh. maybe there were there might have been a cross because it was quite popular. And actually, around then, it would have been just after the sequel came out. Yeah, maybe there might be too yeah. much cross with it. There might have been a trademark issue. Yeah, but yeah. No, generally, I was considering I went in only knowing the cast. Yeah. Which is actually a lot of what I'm doing with these films at the moment, generally. I was impressed. I mean, it's written by Mark Bowl, who wrote Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty, so it's got a good writer behind it. They're quite realistic, heavy, yeah. beauty things. I mean, I will say, I haven't seen Hurt Locker or Zero Dark Thirty, but I know the reputation they carry with them. I actually have seen them. They're, they're quite heavy. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I, I can see that this would be by the same guy. Yeah. Uh, the director, I don't know. I had to look up at his films. He's done A Most Violent Year... And that also stars Oscar Isaac. Yeah. So I'll, probably a bit of I mean, a I'll mention Isaac in a second, actually. This is um, Chanda's eighth directional film. Right. So it's not done loads, but it, it's all this, it does seem to all be quite realistic, gritty stuff. It doesn't, none of it seems to be like anything too lighthearted or fantasy. It's all this kind of gist. Yeah. Which is, I think, if you're going to do something specialised, you know. Yeah. But um, actually, this is like the third or fourth film I've seen with like, Oscar Isaac in it lately. Because I watched, yeah. I just watched Star Wars, then I watched yeah. Annihilation. Oh, is he in that? I couldn't. He tell is. You he's that. he's yeah. Natalie Portman's husband. Oh, okay. And and now I've watched this, and I'm sure I've seen him in something else as well, but not registered him. He's in quite a lot. He is, and he snuck up. And to be honest, when and I'm going, I'm going back to him now. Um, I do like him. I think he's got a very likable yeah. quality. I think he's good. And he was one of the names that was being pushed around for Batman this time around when Robert Pattinson got it. Okay. Fair enough. And actually, because it was because he's he's not white. No. And they were they were talking about casting a non-white Batman. Okay. And his name came up and I went, you know what? Oh, yes, totally. He's, if he's, they cast he's it- another one of those actors for me that, to be honest, until like Star Wars... He's not oh, one yeah. that's really been on my radar. You've seen him on uh, X Machina. X- yeah, X Machina. He, he's in. He's in that. He's in quite. He is. He yeah. just pops he, up. He's one of those who's not on my radar. As in, I wouldn't have been able to tell you who he is. But yeah. I've seen quite a lot with him, and now I'd be able to name him. Now, if I see that there's actually, if I'm on Netflix and just scrolling through, and I see his name in the credits, it's normally a good sign that it's going to be a decent film. I'm actually, surprised he hasn't come up in our main series of X Men casting at all. There must have been That's somewhere. Been, he... No, I tell you why, because he was Apocalypse in the X Men. Of course he was. Yeah. So it's kind of he's kind of on dodgy ground. Well, doesn't he? Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay. Although he is someone who I'd love the MCU to cast at some point. It's yeah. just I don't know what role to bring him in as. Maybe he should have been Gambit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he should have. But generally, it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Um, as I said, you know, I, I again, I, I wouldn't have ever said I'm 
a massive Ben Affleck fan. I'm not against him in any way. I have no negative opinion on him at all. I but... actually have always been pro Affleck. Yeah. He, yeah. Even his, in his in his dodgy days when people people always make you go Affleck or Damon. Affleck or Damon. I'd always, like, have, I'd always have chosen Affleck, I think, though. I, I would have, even though I think Matt Damon does have a better catalogue of work for actual acting yeah. ability. Yeah, no, I get that. I get but that. I, but out of the I two of them, like I think I'd probably sway towards Affleck a bit more. Yes. And obviously, I obviously like out of all of them, the one that really kind of sold the film for me was Charlie Hunnam because I have watched Sons of Anarchy and that's really his series. Right. His lead. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Obviously, I've seen Pacific Rim. Is it one on your list? Is it one you'll, you'll look at watching one day? What? Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. Um, eventually, it's not yeah. high on my list. It's it, one of those that I would say. Things, but... I, def- I would suggest definitely give it a watch at some point. And yes. I'm, I'm, I don't know how many seasons there is. Like seven or eight, maybe? And I'm, see, and not, I'm not that's sure. That's hardcore it is. commitment. And I'm also <laughs> not sure if it's like a long series or a short, if it's like a 10, 12 or a 20, 24. But it is very good. It's got, obviously, it's got Ron Perlman in it as well. Yeah. But no, Charlie yeah. Hunnam. And also Ryan Hurst as well. Yeah, yeah, Beta from but no, I was I was impressed. I really did enjoy this film. Shall we get on to rating? Or is there any yes. other points you'd like to make? No, no. I I'm just trying to think if we have covered the the ground. We've talked about the writing, the direction, the cast, the plot. I mean, yeah. script script wise is a hard one to discuss for this kind of film because it is based around the action or lack of or more of. You know, for me, actually, one of the most interesting part of the films was when they were staking the building out, watching them try and sneak around, look through the all the windows and have a little plan. So it, the script kind of comes into play there. I think what the script gets right is getting the camaraderie between all of them. Because even once yes. Affleck's character has died, there is every re- realistic reason that they could all hate each other. And there is that gist by the end of it that there obviously there's some, there's, there is a wedge. But even yeah. at the very end of it, when they part ways... They hug, they say, I love you, because that's the bond they've got. Yeah, in a very manly way. It's, it's yeah. kind of... Uh, okay, I don't know Special Forces people, really. No. But for me, as an outsider, it seems realistic. It seems... It does. I mean, I haven't discussed the film with anyone else, but my, my dad was um, higher-level army, my stepdad. And right. he, I know from the, some of the stories he's told from his scary days in the army because <laughs> um, he was something special for us i'm sure he was something like that but um he's like hey, you're not entirely sir <laughs> no i, I no, it's more of i don't know what i can say um but he told me some stories and i do get the feel that actually there is that because you work especially when you do get to that kind of group of people yes. you work so closely for such a long period of time with these people they are like brothers they stay brothers in arms don't they yeah and that is exactly it. Yeah, and this yeah. film does get that right yes um, and I do think what the film gets right is when Affleck dies, you do feel it. Yeah, and I and they they do the right thing. They focus on the money. No, no, they focus on him getting him back. Yeah. Yes, which I, I do yeah. like. Now, obviously, here on the Manic Film Club, when it comes to rating a film, we don't follow like a lot of the other methods, like with Rotten Tomatoes, who kind of score out a hundred. Which I ironically, for them, is a, for them, it's a seventy-two percent. By the way, okay. that's their opinion. We just simply rate it a hit. Which we or a miss a hit for us means would we watch it again? Would we suggest it to other people? Um, just generally, did we like the film? There's a level of rewatchability to it as well, but not always, depending on what the film is. And a miss is quite an obvious one, really. Yes, yes. So, so for you, Tobias, Triple Frontier, was it a hit or was it a miss? It was not a miss. Okay. It was not a miss. Uh, my issue with the hit, I'm giving, I am giving it a hit. Okay. I think it is good. It's a good film, but what, what dips me down a little bit on it is I had already seen it and I'd forgotten stuff. I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah. So obviously I've sat through it twice now. I don't think I'd necessarily want to sit through it a third time. But okay, if, you, if enough. Uh, but I don't dislike the fact I've seen it. If, you no, I mean, I think I... if someone came to me and said, I'm thinking of watching this film, do you want to watch it with me? I'd go, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why not? There is that thing, though. Would I would I recommend it to someone else? I would recommend it within reason, depending on who the person is. Like, I I would recommend this film, but I wouldn't recommend it to my partner, because I know it 
like I literally said to her earlier, I watched a film last night. I really liked it, but I'm glad you didn't watch it with me because I don't think you'd have enjoyed it. Would you recommend it to Craig? So we've talked about yeah. on the Manic Podcast, yeah, but I, think I, I don't would. think we've actually talked about yeah. on this. Our, our friend Craig, yeah, I yeah. think I would. My question is, to myself really, mm. would I think about it enough to recommend it? I think I would, because I will be the first to say, and I've, I must have said it on the main podcast, I'm not really a, I'm not a war film person. I don't like films that are highly military or highly war. I find them a bit bulked down. But this was enough outside of that that I, I, I could get into it. And actually, a point that suggests where I'm going to go with my vote is yeah. that about three quarters of the way through the film, I looked at how long it had been on for, and I thought, wow, this has been on for a lot less time than I thought it had. It feels like a lot longer, but not in a bad way. Sometimes you watch a film and you think, wow, this is dragging. But this felt like the, the scenes were slow-paced enough that I was getting into them. It didn't feel dragged at all. The only time that I clock-watched was actually... I think between the well, when they were scooping up the money, I think because I I basically went, oh, how much if they've got to this point? How yeah, much? that's exactly what I did. Yeah. yeah, but no, this film I was clock watching, but for the other reason of going, going, wow, this has not been on as long as I thought it was, but I'm really enjoying it. And yeah. for, for that reason, for me, it is a hit. Uh, I I agree, it's a hit. It mine's probably a lower hit than yours. Yeah, but not low enough for you to give it a soft hit. No, it's a hit. I think it is a hit. Yeah. So, so we can be agreed that this has got the full manic. It, yes, it's our fourth film we're reviewing, and it's our second full manic. Yeah, excellent. Pew pew pew. Excellent. Pew pew pew. Pew, pew pew. Which brings us swiftly on to the next film we're going to be reviewing, which will be coming out on Wednesday, the tenth of June. Oh, into the June time. Dun, 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 which who knows if we'll be in lockdown still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be no thing is it was if. Right. We'll still be doing this over the webcam. We ain't meeting up. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I fully agree. <laughs> yeah. So what's right. the film, dude? It is a futile and stupid gesture. In a life full of triumph and failure, National Lampoon co-founder Doug Kenny built a comedy empire moulding pop culture in the 1970s. And it stars Will Forte, Domhnall Gleeson and Emmy Rossum. It's our first comedy, by the looks of it. Okay. Oh, it's a very different pace of film to what we've recently watched. Then this is what we want. We want. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a good old mix. And obviously, yeah. that's available on Netflix, as are all of these films, as they're all Netflix originals. It would be weird if they weren't. <laughs> It'll be interesting, actually, because what was this, uh, the first name? Sorry, F- uh, Forte. He's sure. a weird one. I don't always. Sometimes I like him. Sometimes I don't like him. Depends. What I mean, he hasn't created this. Okay, so this he's might be a ju- bit more... He's just the main... So he's been cast in it. Oh, I wonder... Check. Have I got it right? Will Forte, uh, Last Guy on Earth, yeah? Yes. Yeah, big black okay. man. yeah he's Last Guy on Earth, yeah, sorry. Uh, but by the sounds of it, he's playing a real person. So he's probably been cast... Okay. As uh, the creator of the National Lampoon films. Yeah. Well, which I actually... I own some of them. I own some yeah. National Lampoon films. So that would be... I look forward to it just on the sense of it'll be nice to watch a film that's light-hearted and funny. Hopefully. Yeah, we've had some deeper ones. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's unlikely that'll have a serious death in it. <laughs> you don't know. We don't know no, what happens. That, that is true. Oh, wow. gosh. <laughs> but, but no, it, it'll be nice to have a comedy. Yes, it's a lighter film. Excellent. And as I said, that'll be out on Wednesday, the 10th of June, 2020. So two weeks from this episode's going live. Woohoo. Woohoo. Now, obviously, we also have our Twitter, which is at the manic with two ends. Very, Very important. important. Now you can go over there because just after this goes up, we'll also put a poll up to see if you thought this film was a hit or miss yourself. Yes, we will. So we just want to basically see if your opinions are the same as ours. If there's something you think we missed that we should have mentioned, maybe you thought we should have spent more time talking about the donkeys. Why not? I That's mean, not... I will say uh, the last the last episode we did, High Flying Bird. Yeah, we basically gave it a miss. Yeah. And I asked the public what they thought. Now, I will say I made a little bit of an error because oh, no. it was meant to be up for a week. I put up for a day. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> but they agreed with us with it being a miss. And I think, I, as we all agreed, it just kind of hit, hit, missed the mark a little bit, didn't it? It, it did. It was an NBA film without any basketball in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this, uh, Triple Frontier, we're yeah. giving it a hit. I, I would imagine... That will be what the... I would hope so. Yeah. I so don't see any major... So let's see if we can get the full roundhouse of a full manic. Where a full manic, okay. Yeah. Okie dokie. 
Um, I don't think there's anything else we need to say before we wrap up. There isn't, is there? Okay. No, I think we we've done it now. Yeah. Okay, so thank you for listening. It's always good. You can head over and listen to one of our normal podcasts, as this is a specialist series. If you haven't already, why not? Yeah. I mean, you probably listen to that one more than this one, And then one, really. come over to this. Yeah, oh, that makes, probably makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> if you want something a little bit more text-based, you could pop on over to our Tumblr, which is the Manic Podcast, because we're generally actually a bit more regular on there now. Yeah. Have you put up your review yet? Of Annihilation, no. I have got the same issue you had with Picard. I yeah, know trouble. I want to write. There is a draft saved. I have seen stuff. that. that there is. In there draft, is a yeah. draft, and it's got about. It started discussing the cast and stuff. But um, are you going go... into too much detail? No, no, not no, not at all. I it don't just, know. I, I know it, you. <laughs> it was actually I struggled to get past the Natalie Portman stuff and focus on the good elements of the film. Oh, uh, just yeah. for the review side of that, though. Yeah, yeah. But um, so that will go live at some point. Because that's yeah. off of our side list of films that you've seen that are Netflix originals. Yeah, like uh, Triple Frontier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is Annihilation, so that will appear at some point. Yeah. But you can head over there and do that. If not, and as I said, you can go over to our um, Twitter just to keep up to date really of what Which we're doing. She's active every day. I am currently battling through it. We are um, whittling down 64 movie directors down to just one. We are on round two at the moment. Um, I think Peter Jackson just went out. Peter Jackson oh, really? just got no- yeah. He, he, and I voted for Peter Jackson. Well, I think you're the only one who did. That's fair enough. Well, I know I was surprised. I was I was expecting him to be one of the finalists, but he's yeah. he's just bowed out because well, by the time I mean the next round, I think by the time Pete, this podcast goes out, we'll be into the quarterfinals. Okay, so we have got some big directors still left yeah. in there. But yeah, and, but basically you know, our Twitter is where we will announce anything new, any updates, if there's ever any delays on anything, that's where we'll tell you guys. Yeah. But apart from that, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, and you can subscribe. Please do. Other than that, Tobias, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, people. Stay safe. Most importantly, stay manic.